It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Blog Talk Radio.
understanding that all is truly and indeed a blessed thing. If you can just see beyond the veil, for it is all just an illusion and a test and one of the greatest divine mysteries of this life cycle. This is my constant prayer, my mantra, affirmation, reverberation, reiteration, and it is my personal, ever-living reality. It is crucial to the very foundation of my understanding, my teaching, my walk, my work along this divine, all-blessed life path and journey, and it is how I, the Divine Prince, make sense out of all that we are challenged with here in our daily existence on Mother, Father, Earth, and it is my personal place of power and understanding, the place from where I begin, the place from where I realize and crystallize all my endeavors, understanding that I and I alone create and co-create my divine destiny, and I and I alone create and co-create my divine, all-blessed reality, and so it is, Ashe. Asheo and Asheni. Today is Monday, January 6, 2019. In fact, today is a day that is representative of, of many days, many celebrations, many events here in this beautiful and most enchanted city in America, New Orleans, Louisiana, the land of my ancestors and those who came before me along this spiritualist hoodoo obey life path and journey, passing down the great obia stick along with the knowledge of the healing, life-giving herbs, roots, plants, rituals, spirits, minerals, and indeed celebrations. I am, of course, honored and humbled, as always, to be forward with you again here in dual platforms, YouTube Live, and also Blog Talk Radio. I invite you to please type your questions and comments in all capitals, the, the comments that you wish me to recite to say out loud here on live air. And, and I'm speaking to both platforms now, both my Blog Talk Radio and my YouTube Live platform. Please type your chat questions and the comments that you want me to address in all capital letters. You're also welcome to call me at area code 845-277-9143, 845-277-9143. Please do forgive me for that moment of mute at the beginning of the Block Talk radio uh, broadcast, but everything should be fine now. I am using a little bit of a different system today. So I'm actually using my phone in place of the browser. So if you would, press the number one on your telephone keypad. This will alert me that there are callers in queue. This will allow me an opportunity to unmute your mic and bring you into the conversation. I certainly appreciate any comments about sound quality, video quality. Without your, your input, I would have no idea if there were any kind of technological glitches going on. So please do be active, participate. So far, I don't see anyone in the chat in YouTube. So I pray there's not another issue again with the, with the YouTube chat. And there very, very well may be an issue with the YouTube chat. And I don't want to reload the show today because I really don't have a whole lot of time. Um, I have an appointment that I have to quickly make my way off to. So I want to sort of hit it and quit it today, make my point, and allow your questions and comments. So if you would, 
and you're in my YouTube live audience and you are experiencing the chat glitch, please do call me by way of my Blog Talk Radio platform at area code 845-277-9143, 845-277-9143 with your greetings, comments, questions, and salutations. All is truly and indeed a blessing. We are in this lunar calendar of things, um, nearing the first coming full moon of 2020, this power number of, of great 2020. We are experiencing the waxing gibbous right now. And for me, I, I can't say for you, and I might be able to speak for uh, my participants in the New Year's Eve Zoe ceremony. We're on a high. We're flying high. The spirit is speaking. The waters, the great waters are churning. And the energy and the power that's available to right now, that is available to us right now, to access cannot go up with, without stating. This is also for many people in the world the beginning of a uh, time of honor and celebration and, and voodoo in the great uh, country of Wida Benin, city and country of Wida Benin. There'll be events, um, I'm, I'm sure, in, in local neighboring countries um, as well in terms of the annual voodoo festival. The annual voodoo festival 2020 uh, will be held uh, beginning January 10th, 2020, for those who are indeed blessed and fortunate enough to make the journey to Wida Benin. So there will be those who will be representing the African-American diaspora uh, as this festival has, in more recent years, been tailored specifically to meet the needs and to reconnect with the African diaspora, uh, pan-African diaspora, trans-African diaspora, if you will. So I invite you, if not this year, to absolutely make preparation for Wida Benin 2021, uh, January 10th, if you're unable to make the Voodoo Festival this year. It is also a beginning of a very complicated ceremony for some, and maybe not for others um, throughout the world, uh, what is often referred to as Twelfth Night or the Twelfth Night of Christmas. And this, of course, is important to New Orleans and New Orleans culture, uh, not just because of the Catholic Christian presence here, uh, but for the cultural footprint that has been created also by sort of the uh, converging of several cultures, several events, several energies at one time at this annual season. Um, you've heard me say that the bells are thinnest, um, at this time of year. And we are indeed experiencing a unique planetary uh, alignment right now, which is opening the way for a calming, nurturing, transcendent vibration. The moon in the, entering um, a trine with Saturn at 3.07 a.m. and Pluto at 4.08 a.m., and the moon enters uh, Gemini at 6.11 
p.m. today. The sun is sextile with Neptune at 10.20 p.m. today. And this creates a very earthy, it's probably the best way I can describe it, earthy sort of vibration. Um, on a previous show, I talked about this being the, the time to activate and operate and cleanse with your uh, quartz crystal uh, tools. Many of you are, are meditating with charging uh, talismans, working with Alice uh, amulets and, and grigris and, and other packets that involve quartz and the infusion of, of quartz energy. But this is also a time now to sort of ground that higher vibrational spiritual energy in a way that comes through as meditative, calming, transcending, if you will, as we go into this 12th night season. Uh, the title 12th night refers to the 12th night of Christmas, and it's also referred to as the Eve of Epiphany, a day that commemorates the visit of the Magi to the baby Jesus. And it's often celebrated with a temporary suspension of rules and social orders. And it's the, the, the suspension of rules and social orders that sort of opened the, the doorway, the gateway, if you will, that allowed this celebration, if you would call that, call it that, uh, this religiously steeped celebration to then be uh, sort of uh, amalgamated with, syncretized with carnival and what many of us know as carnival and, and Mardi Gras um, here in the city of, of New Orleans. As in the play, the Shakespeare play Twelfth Night, Twelfth Night revels in the overturning of convention and general merriment. In the Church of England, the Twelfth Night or the Eve of the Epiphany was celebrated on January 5th when celebrants sang songs, defaced doors with chalk, and ate three kings or Twelfth Night cake. One of the most popular Twelfth Night traditions was to hide a pea or a bean within the cake. The man who discovered the bean would be proclaimed lord or king of misrule, while the lady who found the pea would be lady or queen of misrule. The Lord of Misrule was usually a peasant or a commoner who led the drinking and debauchery, as Twelfth Night was one of the few times of the year where servants were allowed to mix with their masters, sometimes even switching roles through disguise or by virtue of the uh, coveted being. Although uh, Shakespeare's uh, Twelfth Night is indeed uh, a play, uh, poetic license, comedy, um, it doesn't really reflect a great deal on, on the real realities of what carnival is. And, and some might say what carnival has become throughout the world with the, uh, the colonization of, of the world by way of Catholicism and indeed Christianity but also by way of the involvement now of the Middle Passage and African culture in, in the mix of what is now Carnival of today. And today we indeed see 
element of African-based uh, masquerade, Egungun celebration that line up with this celebration of uh, Christian or Catholic uh, carnival in the New World. Even the pre-forementioned voodoo ceremony and the alignment with this and, and other great carnival celebrations in Toronto and in and, and Brazil and in other parts of the world um, really reflect an amalgamation of many belief systems and many practices that sort of rest on this tradition. It's also a great example of how um, Christianity and Catholicism uh, through their conquering um, of the world, and it's the best way I can describe it, it's sort of a conquering, um, in, in many cases allow what was already present spiritually. Uh, we might call it pagan, we might call it indigenous uh, world practice or tradition, but, but sort of the amalgamation, the allowing of that to sort of continue and, and, and to continue in this new form on the one hand, while on the other, uh, enforcing, uh, oppressing in some cases, uh, the new religion onto people of the world who otherwise already had um, ceremonies, rituals that align with the movement of the planets, that align with the seasonal changes in our sky and in our weather that already predate these celebrations in these warmer climates and regions of the world, uh, particularly when we look at the uh, middle passage and the transatlantic slave trade. We could literally draw a, a, a region there that's nearly tropical, that uh, borders, if not directly in line with the, with the equator. Um, and so we're talking about celebrations of abundance. Uh, abundance of fruit, abundance of produce, uh, abundance of beans and greens, uh, abundance of fish. Um, I've spoken on a previous uh, uh, show about some research that I did about the weather and the climate and what was going on in certain regions of Africa while we celebrate first uh, winter solstice and then all these subsequent uh, solar-based holidays that follow it um, going into into the new year. And indeed, um, including uh, Valentine's Day and then well into Mardi Gras Day. And I'm not Catholic. Um, I'm not Christian. And so I still find sort of the maneuvering of this calendar just, just a little bit confusing. And we know Easter sort of moves around um, every year. And, and so because of that, and however that is calculated, uh, we find that the beginning of, of, uh, of Mardi Gras and the beginning of Carnival is often in, in alignment to this epiphany and then this period of merriment, of celebration. Um, when we think of Mars and Jupiter and Pluto and, and Saturn and, and the ancient um, meaning given to not just these as planetary bodies, but even as, as gods and deities that then showed up in Greco-Roman culture, that then showed up in other various world cultures and traditions, as this Western uh, tradition has been, you know, 
enforced now, if not gifted now to the rest of the world, um, we see this continued amalgamation of practices, cultures, and traditions. And indeed, it's a, it's a high time every year, particularly here um, in our city, and, and I'm sure any city that celebrates carnival, you're going to have that uh, culture of uh, anticipation and preparation uh, leaning up to it every year. Um, it extends our holiday season uh, to some degree uh, beyond your Christmas and, and your New Year, where for many, you're sort of following an artificial calendar that now, you know, moves you right back into uh, your work schedule or, or, or your busy schedule and, and what you did before the, the, the year ended and you stopped to, to take your holiday break. This sort of extends that holiday season uh, for us a great deal. Many are just taking down their Christmas trees, those who, who do Christmas trees, um, on this first night. Uh, this 12th night or, or this night of Epiphany. It's also uh, a day here locally where as many as five um, or more carnival crews will walk or roll or, or ride, <laughs> depending on, on the name, make, and, and model of, of the crew. Um, at least two of them will be on the historic St. Charles streetcar line, so there'll be a great deal of festivity and merriment and and, and drinking and, and celebratory um, uh, festivities in relation to that. Uh, and indeed, when we look at our ancestors who would have not been invited to be a part of these ceremonies, who indeed would not have been allowed to participate in, in many of these ceremonies, uh, for sure would not have been allowed to mask or cover our faces or conceal our identities in any way, as it was against the law for enslaved uh, Africans to do so. Uh, our participation in, in these ceremonies only began uh, sort of out of opposition to, um, out of a, 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 a revolt for the quote-unquote social norms and, and more raised that the uh, celebration of Twelfth Night and indeed Carnival are too fed to overturn and undo. Um, and as suggested in the uh, piece that I read earlier in the show, uh, here in the city there is indeed a historic uh, mixing that has taken place culturally over over time and with history that has since now allowed black and white and indeed other ethnic groups to come together in the celebrations of these practices and these traditions um, without really the overt focus on the history and, and indeed remembering the why. Mardi Gras Day for many of us, and particularly in my community, in historic Treme, um, and in the Sixth Ward, the Seventh Ward, the Ninth Ward, um, Mardi Gras indeed itself is an act of, of revolt and revolution for your skull and bones, for your baby dolls, but indeed for your your masking, black masking carnival crews. Um, the idea that we were not a part of, were not allowed to celebrate and partake in these events, save for being servant hands. Um, and now we've sort of kicked the door in culturally um, 
first through the, the masking Mali of Indians and then the many uh, clubs and traditions uh, like the Zulu that have since followed. It, it's really easy to get caught up in the merriment and the celebratory nature of it all and, and, and lose sight of the real history, the real truth, and our sort of our real place in it all. So I, for one, um, extend much of my voodoo and what I do in the holidays well into this, this time period. So the phone is ringing off the hook, people at the door, the emails are coming in, people are trying to get uh, what's remaining of these nine grains against poverty uh, for their grigories and having their annual uh, readings and divinations done so that we all sort of have our individual platform and, and plane, plane of reference of which to move forward in, in, into not just a new year, but, but a new decade, a new power, power uh, time and dispensation, but also how we can move forward collectively. And, and so I see the Voodoo Festival in, in Weed I've been in growing for the collective Pan-African community, for the collective uh, trans-African community. I see it growing and expanding as we continue to, to count the years into the future. Um, I also see a, a sort of a revival of Egungun and masquerade and ancestral honor and worship um, as it is now associated with carnival and carnival celebration uh, throughout, throughout the world. But even that being taken to a new level, as many people continue to uh, sort of get on this ride um, of, of reclaiming access to ancestral knowledge and the traditions that, that go in hand with, with that knowledge. And indeed, your people, our people that connect us to these, to these traditions. I'm grateful for those of you who are watching me now with my YouTube live. I'm, I'm truly humble for you all being present. I don't see activity in the chat, so there's clearly something going on with the chat. If you do have something you would like to say or a question you would like to ask, please do use my blog talk radio line. Um, if I uh, refresh the show just to sort of fix my chat, uh, I'm going to have to start a point two. And today I'm really just not in a position time-wise to start another uh, leg to the show. So I'm going to sort of get my message out today, those of you who do choose to call me now at area code 845-277-9143, 845-277-9143. Know that you can press number one on your telephone keypad. It will allow me to unmute your mic and I can bring you into the conversation. Um, I'm having uh, chat room gremlins on both platforms. So the only way really to ask your question today on this particular broadcast is going to be to call me now at 845-277-9143. And unless something is wrong with the phone lines, <laughs> um, your uh, attendance and your uh, listenership and your participation is most certainly uh, um, humbly received and acknowledged on today. And I'm always grateful for people who take the time out of the middle of their day to be a part of this platform. Whatever time the middle of your day is, we indeed broadcast all over the world 
uh, this is a Pan-African, Trans-African, universal, global uh, experience, this shared space that we have here at high noon U.S. Central Standard Time to discuss and share and teach and talk about revolutionary hoodoo, New Orleans hoodoo secrets and recipes, but also voodoo worldwide, ATR worldwide, Akan, Farn, Eve, Hausa, Igbo, whatever the ethnic group, whatever the traditions that support and follow and, and, and live and have their being in the bloodline and the DNA chain of the diversity of groups that we are, that are part of our experience, that made their way, who survived through our, the blood, sweat, tear, and bodily fluids of our great ancestors that we could now share in this space, wherever you are in the world but particularly for those of us here, Africans born here in, in America, who share this lineage, this lineage that, that has often been touted as, you know, Erica Badu wrote a real positive song about it. Uh, they, don't have, they don't know their language. They don't know their gods. They take what, what they're given, even though it feels odd. Um, I can't remember the name of that song right now. My chat was working my erudite chat would be able to pop that in for me. But the idea that we somehow have lost something is gradually and slowly ever being unturned, first through us and through the ancestors standing up, rising up within us and around us and each new individual and each new generation that chooses to embrace them, that chooses to acknowledge them but also stands up in our blood, in our sweat, in our tears, and through that which we create and continue to create and recreate that gives them honor, that gives them their just acknowledgement, their, their just due, um, not just the ones that we know and can readily recite their names and can readily give, give praise and honor to them uh, because we have their, their history sort of, uh, neatly documented for us, but even more so for the ones who go without names, that go without that archaeological documented recognition that can only be revived, that can only be acknowledged in us and, and through us, who often gave their life, gave their children's lives in order that we might survive, in order that those of us who, who survive and who managed to live would then survive that hellish tumultuous time and would come out now to continue to fight and to continue to, to fight for the survival and, and the reconnection of the root to the tree and to every limb, stem, branch, uh, and, and leaf, and then fruit and seed of the tree that, that, chain would never be unbroken, that that line of communication would never be unbroken. I coined the phrase, and I like to say it as frequently as I can, if you could count in Bond, Akan, Hausa, Igbo, and the various other ethnic groups that we were stolen from, then indeed you could remember to count 
you could now count in any new forced language, English, Portuguese, Spanish, French, Creole, whatever the language is. And therefore, we could remember our deities. We could remember our ritual days. We could remember our practices. We could remember our rhythm and, and the drum patterns and the dance patterns and the dance counts that held our traditions and our, our practices that are often described as, as verbal and passed down uh, by way of, of word of mouth, which to me really reduces it down to, to, you know, something really, really simplistic. It takes out uh, the fact, the knowledge of complicated math complicated drum rhythms, drum patterns, which even the slave masters and the slave catchers and the overseers knew that we had a command of. Um, drumming was outlawed. Gathering in public places was outlawed um, because of the fear of our ability to communicate by way of the drum. So we all know that, you know, lack of drum doesn't, doesn't remove your ability to create a rhythm. That remove your ability to to have rhythm and have syncopation and, and, and to and, and to have hearing. It just means that that's now not traveling, you know, large uh, distances at a time by way of the animal skin and the the vibratory uh, rate within the wood uh, within the drum. As long as that knowledge is held then our ability to tap that power is held. So the the story, the belief, the myth that we somehow forgot, that we somehow didn't know, that it was somehow removed from us, um, had to be kept alive so that even the strongest of us would not necessarily risk uh, getting caught, you know, with that communication. We all hear the stories about getting caught with the book you know, get, getting caught with with a pencil and, and a piece of paper, you know, but but we don't hear, you know, the other much more complicated ways in which these numbers and these signs and these symbols and these markings, even if you've now familiarized yourself with, with Odoo marking and, and what that looks like and how that takes place and the idea that we could not mark a tree in a new way, which is well documented, by the way, uh, us marking trees, uh, but the reasoning behind the markings are often reduced uh, to the mundane or, or to, to the least impractical uh, symbolism so as to continue to foster this idea uh, that we were sort of zombies without consciousness, without uh, brains without ori, without control of our own will and our own ability to think and create and recreate um, in an environment that often was foreign to us, but wasn't that foreign to us? If you have an understanding of nature and, and a willingness to to a willingness to learn the new environment and to retain that information. And so we never stopped fighting. We never stopped learning. We never stopped counting. We, we never stopped humming. 
we never stop rapping and tapping our feet, you know, and clapping and tapping our hands and, and, and rattling on a, on a glass bottle uh, or, or, or tapping on a piece of wood. You know, those rhythms, uh, even in the labor of, of doing the work, were ever present in our hearts, in our hands, in our bosoms, in our mouths, in our minds. So the idea that we don't know our gods, didn't know our languages, perhaps, didn't know uh, these cultural nuances that give us power and empowerment today is slowly beginning, beginning to melt away under the, the strong arm of archaeology, documentation, uh, and, of course, now DNA. And I don't know if the specials are still ongoing, but please, if you haven't done so already, and most certainly if you are seeking uh, uh, complete, complex divination systems with me, um, uh, ancestor work and divination with me, you really want to have your ancestral work done. Um, so having that done gives you a, a leg up on, on what we might encounter in our journey. Please, again, I do, uh, I don't take responsibility for it, but I do apologize for the technical glitches with the chat boxes. I do appreciate um, those of you who are with me on the phone lines. Area code 323-809, I just unmuted your mic. Uh, so if you have a question or comment, um, your mic is now open. Who's calling and where are you Greetings, calling? God. This, Greetings, God. This is Kiana Living Magic. How are you? Greetings, Kiana Living Magic. Thank you so much for helping me to moderate the chat when it's working and for being a consistent participant and listener to the show. Don't mention it. I called in because you have um, Questions pending, and two of them are related to dreams, and you stated that you couldn't see the chat. On our end, the YouTube is streaming oh, wow. perfectly fine with no buffering. Um, blog talk is clear. I'm on both of them. And so I wanted to call in and give you the question since you couldn't see the, the chat. Yes, that will be very helpful. Yes. Go ahead, girl. <laughs> yes. Okay, so naturally, Tahara, um, she was the first question. Is It, it says, what do you think this attack on the Iranian general represents, and what do you think will come of it? That was the first question. Oh, wow. Um, that's a great question, um, and a bit of something that I, I have predicted in other platforms, that 2020 not only is a power year, but when we consider sort of the, the pull and gravitational pull that our, our planet and our moon and the other bodies in space have on the other bodies in the solar system that these time periods that we mark as, you know, power full moons and power years and power decades um, have this weight attached to them. And so, yes, there will be this great outpouring of, of divine creativity and great, uh, divine energy and, and positive things that will happen and creation and recreation will indeed take place. But we forget about that recreation and then that other pull there. And, and, and we sometimes label it as negative or, or label it as a challenge or label it as a problem, depending on how the illusion shows up for us. Um, I was just praying and meditating and thinking on this um, in a wee hours of this morning, the idea that we could be 
drawn into another war, a, a bigger war, because the idea of rumors of wars and, and consistent wars, you know, we're always in some state of war somewhere in the world. Um, if you are indeed paying attention, oh, excuse me, if you are indeed paying attention um, to your news, I know sometimes the social media climate and the spiritual climate, we say, well, we don't watch the news, we don't watch television, we don't pay attention. But there are those of us who are paying attention, like myself, and I'm consciously, constantly, and consciously balancing history, news, current events, and even what's going on in my own life against what's going on um, in the atmosphere, in the planetary body, but then also in the White House and, and at the governmental level. This can indeed, this can indeed get worse. Um, it's already getting worse. It's, it's already gotten worse. You have your talking heads and your news broadcasters and your journalists whose job is to indeed uh, share the news, regurgitate, repeat the news, update us on the news, but we're also all well aware that, you know, there are controls in place to prevent chaos and to prevent, uh, you know, uprisings and, and to prevent people from from uh, stopping your normal, everyday consumer-like behavior, and particularly here in, in the West. Uh, I was praying and meditating and thinking on the idea and looking deep into a crystal about this very question, um, how we go on with life, Kiona, like like nothing's going on, <laughs> you know, like like the world isn't on fire, like people aren't drowning or starving or or without housing or, you know, being bombarded, you know, with with weaponry, you know, and various other regions of the world. Um, this absolutely will get worse. Um, how it shows up for us and on this end, um, that's the touch and go part. Uh, that's the part that makes, I'm sure, every journalist uncomfortable. That's the part that makes the government uncomfortable uh, because then, now you start talking about things like acts of terrorism and people stepping out of the, what they call these sleeper cells. And, and so I'm uh, concerned, particularly for uh, certain regions of the world, you know, where uh, American and UK and, and other, um, you know, so-called first world country interests lie where there might be some, some retribution and some uh, sense of retaliation. Um, I've even uh, predicted uh, on some other platforms in writing um, and verbally that uh, our president indeed will be under threat um, outside of our country. Uh, and I predicted this, made this prediction before this sort of heightened escalation took place. Um, so even if the prediction uh, in November and December didn't make sense to some of the people that received them, um, it might start to make some kind of sense now when we see the climate, the climate in which we are now uh, living and existing in. So there's absolutely um, some concerns there to be had. Kiona, was that Understood. the only question? We have, no, no. So we have um, from T. Warner and Aunt Mary's niece. 
And the questions are um, pretty much the same, so I'll just run them together. Does the dream state become more vivid and lucid during this year? And can you speak on the power of dreams during this year? What are questions? Yeah, it, it absolutely can. When these portals are sort of open, when these doorways are sort of open, it absolutely can lead to people who are already in the stream, um, who are already operating, practicing, exercising is probably the best best word, their mind, their third eye, their consciousness, their imagination, um, so that they're prepared for this higher energy in order to sort of access it. But then there are those of us who are not necessarily preparing for it, practicing for it, rehearsing for it, and you're being activated anyway. And so you're having active dream states. You're being woken up so that these downloads uh, can sort of happen and then you can sort of filter through them. I describe it as a download. Um, my mom, who many of you know is an evangelical Christian, might, might call it God waking you up or the angels waking you up in the wee hours. But, but sometimes it's a download, particularly if you're working with crystals, if you're working with exercises to open up your third eye and entertain your imagination so that your spirit eye is much more active and, and much more uh, uh, operative, these downloads can sort of happen um, without your consciously asking for, without sort of consciously uh, initiating it. And you wake up with these thoughts, these ideas, these feelings, because sometimes we don't have clear vision, particularly if you haven't exercised this, practiced this. Uh, so you wake up with not a clear vision or, or even memory, but a, a empathic feeling. I felt this particular way. I felt sadness. I felt anger. I felt fear. Um, I, I felt empowered, you know. So I request that you, in keeping with your dream journal, that you write down, sit with your feelings. Don't just rush out of your dream, your dream state. Don't just rush out of your, your sleeping state, which many of you who are punching a clock and have to get on work on, on time are, are often doing. You're not often afforded that opportunity to wake up first on the natural and allow you to feel your body, to feel yourself, to, to, to spend time in your mind, and then jot that down. It might require some creative juggling. Um, in terms of timing and scheduling, set your alarm clock, you know, an hour earlier than necessary um, and with a backup because you don't want to go into a, you know, a meditative state and then fall back to sleep and forget you got somewhere to be. Uh, so set up a backup, uh, but set an earlier time so that you can wake up more organically and more naturally and sort of allow yourself to, gather your thoughts and record them before moving on um, with your day. So indeed, there'll be increased visions, increased dream activities um, during the course of this year. Keona, what was the second part of that question? Um, what are the powers of dreams during this year? Um, the powers of dreams are no different this year than any other year. But, our, again, our ability to sort of connect with them and make them 
loses to us. Most people, I would say 85% of humanity, is not really lucid dreaming. Uh, people assume they are, people claim they are, but, but most people don't have that real mobility um, to sort of be conscious of the fact that I'm in that state. And it's a similar state to transcendental meditation. So it's indeed something that can be practiced, learned, rehearsed even through doing transcendental meditative exercises, um, visual exercises along with your meditative state, guided uh, exercises along with your meditative state. These are all ways of sort of increasing, expanding the third eye and our ability to sort of not only memorize our dreams, but also doing your waking state when you have daydreams, uh, when you're going into a trance-like state, uh, when you're doing divination. There's a certain uh, wave frequency shift that is absolutely beyond what we consider just spiritual. Uh, it's something that scientists to some degree can calculate um, in terms of EKGs and, and documenting sort of the frequency activity in your consciousness. When we sleep, we go into one frequency, but it said when we go into a deep sleep, we go into a whole nother realm of frequency, um, which suspends us almost completely from things that, um, you know, our body, where we are in, in that moment. And then there are those involuntary activities that take over, you know, which keep our blood pumping and our, uh, our heart doing what it's supposed to do and, and our various uh, breathing, our lungs and, and our other human systems that we don't think about, that we don't have to sort of exercise for, um, that kicks in and, and absorbs up a great deal of that extra energy. Um, so learning to be lucid, practicing lucidity um, is like practicing going into a trance state or going into a, a dreamlike state and then learning to separate what's real about that from your imagination, what's real about that from what's spiritual, what's sensory about that, you know, things that are, that are happening because you are now shutting off one form of, of sensory perception, which is sight outer sight, and so that then forces, we hear this with people who, who have varying degrees of blindness, those born blind, those who go blind uh, as, as a teen or, or a young person, those who go blind later in life, and the occurrence of dreams, it, it is documented scientifically that um, no matter what age they go blind, the longer they go without visual sight, the more likely they are to have dreams and more specifically nightmares because your other senses, feeling, emotion, um, smell, hearing, are overcompensating now to make up for the absence of that sight. So one might even suggest that the act of active participation in guided and controlled and well-thought-out meditation because this is more than just sitting and being quiet. I'm talking about much more than that. 
controlling your breathing, paying attention to your breathing, doing very specific things with your imagination in your third eye while you're in this state to induce certain visions, certain spiritual uh, connections. So it can indeed enhance that activity. Um, we'll, we'll see a great deal of books come out um, because of the sort of the influence of this energy um, itself. Kayla, did I uh, clearly answer that second question? You did it. You did a, a perfectly good job. I loved it. Um, free to be me wanted you to know that they are present and they're still riding high from the ceremony. Thank you so much, beloved. Um, and I don't want to keep throwing out your legal name if you're using your username online, so I'm not going to keep doing that. But thank <laughs> you so much. I'm truly honored. Yes. And special work with your piece is going on. If you recognize this and you and you recognize your piece and you know there's some specialized work going on. Yeah, it was a very powerful event. Um we're real still really riding that energy. Um I've heard from more than one person who who actively participated um in the uh uh New Year's Eve Zoe ceremony. So it's it's not just you and I, beloved. Are there any other questions for me, Kiana? No, just everyone was just saying hello and um, just enjoying this year and what and what wisdom that you're um, dropping on us and just hoping for a better year because I know it's a, a year of the metal rat in the Chinese calendar. So just to hear you mention the ATR is um, hitting more home for us. So we're coming here to get fed and looking for this new year. Yeah, and listen, um, I heard Eshoo like rat. I heard Eshoo and <laughs> and Elegua and, you know, they, they, I heard they like rat. So, um, again, I think there's there's a connection there symbolically in, in that, you know, Papa Legba is, is viewed as this, this trickster. And, indeed, he's a divine trickster. And, and the trick is often rooted in ego, what we can't see or refuse to see, what we can't let go of um, or, or refuse to let go of. Um, so this is a time to be open to the change and the very transformation that many of us have been asking for, have been wanting um, for some time, and, and particularly throughout the course of this, uh, this previous decade and, and the changes um, that came with that that decade. Um, some of you are greatly put off by um, the presidential uh, elections and and the results of that, and and even the idea of, of you know what we're headed to now. Not just in you know what all has been kicked up now in the Middle East, um, but just many were already concerned about what could be next. Where are we headed next? Uh, what's our next, you know, hurdle to uh, to jump? Our next hoop to sort of have to pass through. Um, and this is indeed a, a part of it. Um, sometimes big change, revolutionary change, requires major upheaval. Major upheaval. So upheaval is coming, and how you receive that upheaval, I receive it all as a blessing. All is a blessing. It doesn't matter 
what's coming. It doesn't matter what you throw. It doesn't matter the level of interference. It doesn't matter what might be happening in the weather. All is a blessing is, is my mantra. And so just prepare yourself as best you can for 2020. But if I could offer any greater advice, it would be to um, document those dreams, document those creative ideas, write down those visions. Let this be the last year that you claim to have a gift and it's not documented. And it's not documented somewhere. It's, it's one of the, the easiest, though complicated, time-consuming, one of the easiest things that we can do is to keep a journal, keep a video journal. Part of me doing this show to some degree is a video journal of where we all are, where I am at any given point in time space. But to by all means keep these books, these spiritual books, that we see reference in fantasy and fiction where these great practitioners store their information. And so you must begin to pay attention to numbers, to patterns, to the weather, to the sky, to nature, to bring some gravity to the outpouring of, of visions and, and spirit gifts that will be manifest this year with many people um, from within this group, but also those who who watch and participate um, in the show in archive, who we don't know your name or we don't see you here uh, on at any given day or time. Listen, I most certainly do appreciate each and every one of you for taking the time to be present here for for this powerful uh, broadcast and another uh, edition of Revolutionary Hoodoo New Orleans Hoodoo Secrets and Recipes. Keona, I most certainly do appreciate you and your help and your assistance, but I'm going to have to end the show. I'm only going to be able to do this one hour today. Uh, I've got to attend to some star charts and some readings and divination and, and get some other work done. Uh, I'm sort of overwhelmed right now with with requests okay. and people wanting to get their first of the year work done. So thank you so much for coming by, beloved. Thank you. You had one more Keona. question. Can I guide them to your? Should I guide them to your um, website or email? Um, both. I'll answer the question, but you could also um, type in my uh, website and email address. So, what's the question? Okay, it's um, the question is, what are some ways to help guide those people that are new to their spiritual awakening? To to guide them. Um, within the tradition, there are sort of some pat answers that come with that. Uh, if you ask a Babalaw, Ianifa, Voodoo practitioner who's, who is authentically operating within the tradition, they're going to say, seek your godparents. They're going to say, seek your elders. They're going to say, seek your mentors. Now, now, if you have none, then that's on your homework list. The second thing is, and I suggest this and have suggested this many times over on many of my broadcasts, if there is a shortcut, not that it requires any less work, but if there is indeed a shortcut, it is quartz crystals. It is acquiring a good, you know, handheld piece to work with and do your your mind work and your ritual and spirit work with. Uh, if it is indeed... Um, acquiring a, a talisman, 
um, not necessarily this big, you know, but, but maybe one that you can get into a pouch or at some point have uh, set into uh, silver or, or gold, um, not to add extra value to it, though the metals do add uh, energetic value to your, your stone and your gem work, but more so that you can have it in a place where it's easier for you to access. Uh, it's on you as much as possible. You want to keep your talismans and your, your crystals near you or on you as much as possible. Like a computer, they're absorbing your readout and you're absorbing theirs. And there's an exchange of energy that's taking place. Uh, there's a particular type of quartz that's used in our um, computers, and it's said to have piezoid electrical currency or piezoid electrical qualities. Now, what that really means is, is that any amount of pressure, pushing, squeezing, heat, holding uh, of your quartz piece is going to generate an impulse of energy from the stone. Um, it, it's, it's both electrical, but it also has elements to it that are wavelength oriented that our computers can now store, receive, retrieve uh, large volumes of information based on, on this technology. And so our bodies and creation and nature uh, and, and the sky and the cosmos and the stardust and minerals that fall from the sky, um, not only in the creation of the planet, but, but each and every day, uh, interact in this way that if we are just more conscious of it, are just more conscious, not just of it, but just more conscious and spend more time in our, our heads and in our dreams and in our emotions and in our feelings and allowing that energy to be passed through courts, you'll find a profound heightened sense to all of your spirit activity, all of your dream work, all of your healing work, all of your inner work. Uh, you'll find a great deal of what might otherwise be difficult easier. You might find a great degree of what might be uh harder to remember, easier to now remember by using these minerals. I've said in some previous shows, um, beloved, that I, I came by way of this information through ancient Egypt, through uh, having an interest in and, and studying and reading. And uh, at that time, um, in my junior high years and my senior high years, there were a great deal of museums and museum exhibits with King Tut and, and, and the discoveries of, of King Tut's tomb and whole tombs were created and whole uh, uh, ancient Egyptian environments were created. And I spent a lot of time in these environments uh, sort of growing up as a kid. So the idea, the notion uh, for me that they were burying people with tons and Tons of this, you know, what we now value primarily for its economic and monetary and dollar amounts um, that these ancient peoples had to be doing this in order to access something greater or to do or, or to produce something greater. 
it was along this time in my life that I was also praying for and asking for some real explanation of God and, and what God is. And so I was led deeper and deeper down this pathway of crystal, mineral, and stone, um, and even had some great uh, teachers and masters uh, come and work with me um, uh, in Chicago and in, in, in California um, with utilizing and sort of activating this power within within stones. So my belief in and my experience in, which is stronger than my belief in, um, in with these stones and with the usage of them, uh, I can't share that with you enough in terms of better ways to heighten your gifts, heighten your skills, uh, activate your third eye, your penile gland, as well as the other glands and, and, and systems within our body that also interact with that, that bring about this greater sense of spiritual growth and spiritual awareness. By all means, what are we eating? What are we drinking? And, and how frequently are we doing that? Um, whether it be water or, or alcohol or, or any other thing, uh, cleaning out our bodies and eating better and nurturing our physical body as tools for which we manifest this great spiritual energy uh, is something that has also not been really uh, keyed on to much over the years. I know very limited numbers of people who have sort of uh, consistently covered that type of information um, as it relates to our bodies and what we eat and drink and how we live and, and then how that has been applied to the outward manifestation of this spirit growth and spirit power. Uh, we see it in Hinduism and Buddhism in, in some way. Uh, we see diet and, and, and ritual and physical ritual in, in Islam to some degree. Um, we see it manifest to some degree in, in Christianity, uh, depending on the path uh, and, and, and the teacher. Uh, but it's still something that is not quite talked about, covered, researched, uh, enough in our modern culture uh, to sort of get more people in mainstream society uh, up to that that level. And some of you have your reasons why you believe that is. You know, our pharmaceutical companies, our uh, big box supermarkets where we get our foods from, the manufacturers that are pre-boxing, pre-supplying, preparing, pre-cooking, um, those foods, you know, there are many reasons for why this information is not greater disseminated. Others would say that it's everywhere, and, and we still just choose to um, do what we do and eat how we eat and live how we live um, and, and allow ourselves to sort of be manipulated by these outside forces or we get ourselves in a place, in a position where we can absolutely arrest that, stop that, change that. Um, and we start by getting in touch with our ancestors, getting in touch with ourselves, getting in touch with our head, um, depending on, on the path in which you, you're coming in through, and, and, of course, acknowledging at every turn our ancestors um, by which we have our, our well-being, our physical well-being. And we think of Earth, we don't think of our space ancestors, our 
our physical bodies. There's this stardust and, and mineral from compositions from, from the sky that are elevated by our thoughts, by our choosing to choose higher, to think higher, by our choosing to do spirit work. Um, it's demonstrating in many tellings and retellings of prophets and gurus all over the world throughout the course of, of time uh, immemorial in, in the history of, of documenting mankind itself. So choose any culture, any religion, any tradition, any path, and you're going to see some combining of what they did, how they lived, how they ate, how they uh, applied water and, and nature to them now subsequently uh, achieving these higher levels of attainment, these higher levels of consciousness, these higher levels of energy, which allows them to, to then appear godlike, to appear to access and do uh, extra stuff. So I'm going to move forward now, Kiona, unless uh, we Thank got another so question. Thank you so much. Thank you for no, being no, here. Um... Thank you so much. <laughs> Go ahead. No, um, he was just saying that Akhenaten is who he gravitates towards, and thanks you and thanks you again for um, answering questions that he didn't even ask um, regarding the spiritual awakening. But my road is open. I thank you so much. I'm waiting for something. As soon as I get it, I got something coming your way because you have stood in the gap with me, and I know you have. I can feel it. And I'm go- I I have to show you my gratitude. I can't just talk about it. I have to show you because you you changed me. I'm here. I'm still here. I can hear you. Okay. I'm grateful as well for, for your help and your assistance and, and indeed for your being present. Uh, I did want to respond to something you just said. Um, me being there, being, being present. Absolutely. I absolutely, I am. And to a fault, um, my administrator is complaining. My mama is complaining. Um, my friends are complaining. I don't sleep. I don't eat. Um, I don't handle my my business sometimes enough um, because I'm handling voodoo um, and I'm making my stuff available for voodoo often 24 hours a day. Um, So absolutely, I'm there. I'm with you. I'm for you. And and everyone who reaches out to me who I uh, have a relationship with, who I'm working with, I'm absolutely here for you and with you as we move into this powerful 2020. I look forward to meeting with you here again at the sacred crossroads, this shared space of goddess and goddesses and gods and goddesses at high noon U.S. Central Standard Time here on Blog Talk Radio as well as YouTube Live, noon U.S. Central Standard Time. All is truly and indeed a blessing. Ashe. Congo Square. The Omus 
Indians. The Omus Indians prepared this place for us. Centuries before our arrival, a sacred spot where corn festivals were celebrated. The Omus Indians prepared this place for us. Centuries before our arrival, Congo Square, a sacred spot where corn festivals were celebrated. And as the colonizers came, our host, the Omus Indians, they pushed aside our host. The colonizers came and pushed aside our host and introduced us in chains. And by the late 1700s, we somehow, recognizing the sacredness of Les Places, Congo, we somehow, and the how of our somehow persuasive methodologies is not clear at this moment. The how is not clear. How our persuasive methodologies worked is not clear at this moment, but nevertheless, even as slaves, we crafted and created a space where we could be free to be we. And thusly, thusly we countered the sacrilegiousness of the French, giving great homage to our ancestors as well as giving praise and thanks to our red-blooded brothers and sisters. This is an oral libation toast to Congo Square, to Native Americans, to our ancestors who made a circle out of a square and gave us a way to stay ourselves, save ourselves from the transformatory ugliness of America, which refuses to recognize the spirituality of life, which refuses to recognize the spirituality of life and celebrates death with crosses and crosses double and triple crosses, the middle passage, the first cross, Christianity, the double cross, and capitalism, the ultimate triple coup de grace cross of our captivity. But the terror of crosses notwithstanding, we sang, we beat, we be, we was and is, hail, Congo, Square, Congo, Congo Square, our African gods have not been obliterated, they have merely retreated inside the beat of us, inside the beat of us, our African gods have not been obliterated, they have merely retreated, retreated inside the beat of us until we are ready to release them into a world that we recreate, a world harrowed by the beat, be, beat, being, beating, being of black heart drums, heart beat, heart beat. Heart be at this place, at this place be heart be be we beating place in new world space 
beating being in place in new world preserving our ancient pace our dance is the god walk our music the god talk first thing we do let's get together circle ourselves into community no beginning no end connected together and singing ringing singing in a ring second let's be original aboriginal be what we were before we became what we are be bambula dance be banza music and sing song words which have no English translation. Third, let us remember. Let us remember never to forget. Even when we can't remember the specifics, we must retain the essentials. Let us remember never to forget. Even when we can't remember the specifics, we must retain the essentials, the bounce, the blood, flow, the feel, the spirit, grow, energy, must retain and pass on the essential us-ness that others want to dissipate, whip out Hello. of us. Whoa! But no matter... No matter how much of us they prohibit, no matter how much of us they prohibit, deep inside us is us. Deep inside us is us. Remains us inside and needs only the beat to set us free. The beat to free us. It is morning. A sun day, a feel, a feel without shade, but dark, dark with the people black of us in various, various, various shades, eclipsing the sun with our elegance. We are centuries later now, and still this sacred ground calls us to remember, to beat, to be. We are centuries later now, and still this sacred ground calls us to remember. To beat, to be, beat, Congo Square, be, Congo Square, beat, be, beat.
Congo Square. B. Congo Square. B. 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 Remember. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BDW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.